Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Candidly Coffee in the House. Back. We are back in the pod. Happy Friday. Damn, it's already going to be Friday, huh? Yeah. This week is going by quick. It's crazy. Because we had a holiday on Monday. Yes, yeah, so I feel Day. like it goes faster. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because of the holiday, <clears> but <throat> I mean, I don't right? know. Right? Doesn't it always feel that way? Yeah, I guess so. After three days? I feel like I get totally just like disoriented when, um, you stealing my water? Oh yeah, I did oh. a little sip. <laughs> I feel like I get like disoriented about my days when there's a holiday. Yeah, it kind of throws it off. It throws everything off. It does. And I've got my, I've got a double shot of espresso here. Cheers. Cheers. With a little bit of whipped cream, and it's very good. Um, update on Charles. He is doing well, you guys. My little buddy's doing if good. you have a male <clears throat> that's not fixed, I recommend it because- wow. Game changer. It's a game changer. <clears throat> he he's hasn't been marking. S- no. For no. years, he's been giving us hell with marking. Yeah. No marking. He's feeling better. I still have yes. the cone on him, but he's feeling. he's starting to act like his normal self, and but his- his behavior towards Phoebe, he's friendly with her, but not, you know. Yeah. He was like a rabid animal. Yes. Like, I've never experienced anything like that in my he, life. Like, his whole mission was to break out of that crate and impregnate her. It, I've never seen it, because I've, you know, there's other dogs I've been around. My dad was a breeder. Yeah. I didn't experience anything like that, though. Yeah, Charles went crazy. He went absolutely crazy. It, it was nuts. So I, I did have some people reach out. They said, for the same reasons, you know, I've just always been so afraid to have the surgery because I just am afraid of my dog going into surgery. It's hard to have him do something elective. It's scary. It's scary. Yeah, you're taking a piece of body part off, an important just, part. They're, well, they're going under, yes. you know. Things can happen. So I've always avoided it because of my fear. And, and just knowing he's a little baby, so I felt so bad for him, but... I wish I would have done it sooner. It's very routine. It's very routine. Yeah. It's something they do all the time. All the time. The vet. So it's safe. Very common surgery. Yeah. Fixing I would recommend dogs. doing it. So far, I am having no regrets at all. Honestly, I just, my only regret is that I should have done it sooner. I know, right? We waited so long. Um, But actually, I wanted to share a story that happened on the way to the vet that day when we went to the vet. And I didn't share it on that next episode, but it rem- What? I, uh-huh. The sit, what happened to us in the car? Oh, that was weird. Go ahead, okay. tell it. So I feel like I really had a strong sign from my mom on the day we were going to the vet. This was super strong, and you were there, so yes. you're my witness. Um, on the way to the vet, we picked up my mom's dog at my dad's house. Cookie. Cookie. Mm-hmm. And I was picking her up because I was taking her to the vet to get her shots. And I was in the middle of telling you that story that I promised my mom when she was in hospice, she was literally on her deathbed. She made me promise that I would always take Cookie to the vet and get her shots. Yeah, It was a specific promise that I made to her. And Mm -hmm. I was sharing it with you in the car. While we were listening to our podcast, we were, we put it, we always play it through to kind of make sure there's no errors or whatever. Facts. And you're my witness. The yeah. podcast sound went all the way up. The volume just shot up. It shot up to the highest level. Yeah. But at the time that it happened, I would I happened to be reaching over over you. So you thought that maybe I hit the volume. Yeah. You're like, maybe you hit something. I'm like, no, I didn't. Oh no. I was thinking something's wrong with the podcast. Yeah. And that's then what you thought. yeah. That's true. So then it went you you brought it down, I brought but it then down. it went down further it went to almost silence you're like what the heck so you had to bring it back up then it happened again and this time your hand was on the steering wheel but you thought maybe you hit the volume mark button on the steering wheel yes and so you brought it back down to normal level Mm -hmm. and then it happened one more time and i was like are you sure you're not doing that and you said no this time i swear this I was hundred percent sure at that time i didn't touch that volume so that was the third time was the time we for sure knew it was not any of us. But it still didn't dawn on me that it was a sign from my mom. What what it told me was, oh my gosh, this is a problem. I gotta go home and re-edit the podcast. Because yeah, so this is thought. this could get someone in a car accident. <laughs> well, yeah, because you're listening to and all of a sudden the volume just Yeah, it's jarring. It, it could scare somebody. Right. So I was like, I mm-hmm. came home and immediately pulled up the podcast to fix it. But the sound was fine. Yeah. That's what and you And I told thought, me. wait just a goddamn minute. 
You did your homework. What was I doing? What were we talking about when that happened? And then it dawned on me. We had Cookie in the car. We had my mother's prized, love of her life dog dog. in the car. I was telling you about the story that I promised my mom. I was feeling good about taking Cookie because I knew that was a promise I fulfilled. Like I felt good in my heart. And then she gave a sign. You're still, yeah, because I looked it up. And that, you know, changes in volume on the radio because it has something to do with like frequency because they yes. are energy. Energy. Lights, so, so a sounds, lot of, yeah. alarms, all that stuff. So a lot of times <clears throat> their signs are in the form of those types of things. You know, I've told you guys the story over a year ago now about the alarm in my house that kept going off. So that was, I'm I'm like pretty confident that that was a tall tale sign. Yeah. That it's was like her undeniable. Saying thank you, Janine, taking my baby to the yeah, vet. Yeah, just like acknowledging. It's almost just it's almost just like acknowledging that I was doing that. Yeah. I, I really felt and, and it wasn't like I was looking, you know, sometimes i f I'm weird about signs. So I'm like, you know, I feel like sometimes you see what you look for. Yes. So it's like oh, a little bit of a placebo effect. Yeah. You want to yes. believe what you see, but it really ain't what you think it is. Right. So yes. you want to be like, oh, of course. Like if you, it's kind of like if you, if you say yellow car, yellow car, yellow car, you're gonna notice a tons of yellow cars. It's yeah. just the way the brain is. Yeah. Just yeah, so exactly. So a lot of times <clears throat> I feel like, although it's beautiful to feel like you're having a sign from your loved one, I do feel like a lot of times it can be explained away with the yellow car phenomenon. Coincidences. Yes, mm-hmm. but. When you have something that in hindsight, you weren't even looking for it, but it literally slapped you in the face. That's totally different. I thought the podcast sound was messed up. I wasn't looking for a sign from my mom no. that day. No, nah, never done. In hindsight, you. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, okay, it was definitely a sign. Yeah, that's, that's, that's trippy how I did that. At that yeah. time, we're, I think we're talking about your mother too. Yeah, and that's not the first time I felt her presence in the car. I felt it in the car before. There was a scent once. I've smelled her several times in the car. And then there was also a time, I I think about her a lot when I am in the bathroom blow drying my hair. And I realized that this last, like a couple of weeks ago, I was blow drying my hair and I almost felt her presence. I almost felt like there was somebody in the bathroom with me, like. I even looked inside the shower to see like, were you, (laughs) if you were messing around, like hiding in the shower or something. And then I was like, shoot, that's weird. I kind of really felt her presence. And then I had a memory of a reading I had had. Mm-hmm. The memory was that the medium said that she'd pay attention when I'm in the bathroom because she oh. gives me signs in the bathroom. But I never made the connection until I really felt that sign a couple yeah. weeks ago. So that's yeah. like another time that was like, whoa, okay. Wow. Yeah. That's cool that you're really in tune with that. Like you're really, you know, you're a believer. <clears throat> I'm a believer, but I'm also not. But you don't. Do you you also have questions. Yeah, and you I'm not. I'm not like I don't think everything is a sign. Some things I think, okay, this is just me wanting to believe that there's a sign. Yeah. I think there's a difference. Yeah. But I've had some signs that are real signs. I believe. You know, it's crazy. Again, I don't know how true this is. We looked it up, but after my mother passed away, a lot of I, I seen a lot of numbers. Remember? Yeah. Four 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 two 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 one one one. Just all kinds of different numbers. Yeah. I was crazy on my phone. Never paid attention to that. Yeah. Well, we've always been in our family too, um, in tune with numbers, and like when certain a certain number starts popping up a lot, it usually means something is happening or whatever. My brother and I always talk about that. So they say it's it's a sign of stuff. Has he had anything know. like? Does he feel a connection with you? Like your mother reached out to him, like and show some signs at all? Does he has any? He had one dream that was not like a re- regular dream. It mm-hmm. felt like it was her in the dream, um, <clears throat> but not really, like not really no. any any super strong signs. But I yeah. definitely feel like the cookie thing because yeah. if my mom was going to give me a sign. It's going to be cookies. It's going to be about cookie. Of course. It's going to be about my niece, Michelle. It would be about Nobby. Those were kind of like, not to say that we all weren't her pride and joy, but though she had this like closeness with, with my brother and his daughter, which is my, my niece, but she was adopted by my parents. Yes. It's almost like she had this feeling of protection over them. So Mm -hmm. I know 
that anything related to them that there's definitely that that would make sense. That's so sweet, man. And your mother's, you know, final days, she was still worried about everything, leaving, you know, leaving here, like everything, she her dog getting sure taken care of, her son, her, you know, her daughter that she raised, Michelle, yeah. your niece, like she's still concerned. Yeah, she there are certain things, and she kind of like left it on me, kind of like to handle things. Yeah, she I knew she kind of felt like I would be able to take over as close as I could to her. Yeah, um, on certain <clears throat> things, and so she kind of like passed that baton. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting because I feel like you know, in terms of a grief journey, now it's been fifteen months or so, fourteen months since she passed. It's mm. she's part of my. It's almost like it becomes part part of you yeah the person that passed away like i think about her every day i think about her talk to her notice similarities i have with her like every day but it's comforting for me to do that yeah you know i'll always say like well i am my mother's daughter like i see so many ways that i'm like her and that comforts me but it's literally part of my everyday life yeah but I don't think everybody's like that. I think everybody's grief journey is different. Some people, it's too difficult, so they have to kind of push it out. Mm-hmm. Of course. They don't know how to deal with it. Yeah, so it's, it becomes like locked away in like a box in the brain. Yeah, yeah. I always say deal with it. Because it'll hit you out of nowhere, like a ton of bricks. Yeah. If you push it to the side and you don't grief, you got you to gotta go through it. You can't go around it. You have to go through it. Sucks. Yeah, I, I feel like, Part but I do life. feel like everyone's different. I don't know. I don't know what's right and wrong. No, yeah, it's true. Everyone's different. But I do feel it. It's crushing you know, regardless. It's an everyday thing. It doesn't go away. Nope. That's for sure. Not at all. Um, it was interesting because I had an interesting discussion with my dad yesterday. And you know, his mental state kind of changes. But he, for the first time ever, I felt like he spoke of, death as or or he kind of finally said well you know what i've lived my life i've lived my life he's coming to peace he's never said that before he's always been why is this happening to me you know very Mm -hmm. much like i don't want to go but he shifted his thought process yesterday and yesterday he said it's not that i'm not ready to go i'm just a little scared of the unknown i thought that was very progressive like he finally progressed i think that's good it's good for him to kind of like start to tell him he's got a belief he's been a religious man we talked about we talked about that but we talked on your beliefs we talked about to just like he's afraid of you know those last moments is he going to be screaming in pain or whatever and i was just trying to explain to him it's not like that doesn't have to be like that way no just trying to make him comfortable with that process it's hard trust me um to have those those hard conversations but I feel it was the first time that he said, I've lived my life. Damn. You know. And what a life he's lived. What a journey. What an amazing journey your dad had. Oh what my stories. Gosh. He's it's... got and he has amazing stories. Yeah. Amazing stories. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on to the hot coffee. Moving on. I don't know on. if you guys have heard about this. Cheers to the hot coffee. There is this there was this case back in I think it was 2007 out of Portugal. They've done tons of documentaries on it. It was Madeline McCain or Mac- McCann. Madeline McCann, I think you say. Yeah. Um, she was a little girl, three years old, who was kidnapped out of her hotel room while her parents were vacationing in Portugal. They were having dinner on site. We watched that yeah, episode. We did. They were having dinner on the resort and they were checking. They left their, some young kids sleeping in the, in the hotel. So parents were rotating, checking on the kids. Well, during one of those rotations, they realized that she was missing and the window was open, gone. That she was never found. Stupid idea, leaving your kids unattended. I don't care how you, you're staring at the door. Nope, you got to yeah. be right there in my presence. Yeah, because it takes a split second. Split second. It takes a split Quick. second. Yep. Um. Anyways, so she was never found. They've been. I. I think they believe they have her captor in custody. Um, like a he's like a pedophile or whatever. I don't really know a lot of the details about that, but there is someone that has come forward. She literally has an Instagram account. The Instagram account says, I am Madeline, Madeline McCain. Or McCon- I don't know how to pronounce it. Madeline McCon. Um, that's wow. her Instagram name. She says she thinks she's... She was abducted? Yes. Because there's been a series of things... Sometimes that, your memory will come back to you over time. Even when you're little, things will start like, wait a minute. Things don't so make sense. So here's the thing. 
when I look at her, it's this girl from Poland. She's a Polish girl. When I look at her, I don't see, and if you're watching us on YouTube, I will pop up the, the picture, but I don't see the resemblance. I don't. I don't see the resemblance, and but there are some uncanny things. She does have a birthmark, like a, it's kind of like a, it's a rare birth defect of the iris, where it's like a little mark. Mm-hmm. She has the same mark as the girl, as as interesting as the little girl did. Um, so and where's she? From? I'm sorry, where's she from? This girl? She's from. She's in Poland. So she's a Polish girl, or she's American? Well, we don't know. She was adopted, I think, but she doesn't know she was adopted. That's the thing. Oh. Her parents have been wishy washy about her birth story. She's never seen a birth certificate. She just has questions about her childhood. She remembers not being in school for a period. She's having memories. Like, I remember not being in school. It's coming back. And there's things that make her think. But is she she this little girl? Or could she just be the victim of child trafficking or something? Maybe she was abducted and she's not this little girl. The family has agreed to do DNA. So they are doing DNA that's in process but hasn't been completed. But I have to say, there's been two other, two or three other people over the years that have come forward think, saying they were this little girl. You, it is that, a You think they do this for likes? Yeah, people do it for attention, clout, clout right. blow their page up? Yes. That's, that's so sad yeah. and stupid. Like, don't be pretending you're people, somebody or some not. Some people like mental disorders. S- or yes. Two other people have come forward. So it's, it's not unusual. I guess it's a phenomenon that happens a lot. There's, if someone's missing... Someone will come forward saying they're that person or oh. they saw that per- like fake evidence Just, because they want yeah, the clout. Yeah, some so, kind of clout. You know, the family is probably, you know, they've been through this before. They're probably like, mm, okay, probably not her. I don't think it looks like her. Um, But there's, you know, there's been some photographs that show there's some similarities. I, yeah. I don't think so. But you got to remember, she was how old when she got abducted? Roughly. Yeah, three. Huh? Three. And she's how old now? She is allegedly the girl technically she I think the girl is actually 21 but she but Madeline McCann would have been 19 but she said she thinks that she is not 21 she thinks that her that that it correlates with she didn't go start school till late and and a lot of times when there is an abduction or you know they're not going to tell the real age they give them a different age course, and stuff like course. that so that's not that could mean it's still her. Um, but either way, I feel like her story is interesting in that, okay, are her parents really her parents? Because they won't give her a DNA test. Her they, parents. Really? Yeah. Huh. So. So they won't let her get a DNA test? No, they, now that she's of age or whatever, she's getting a DNA test with the Madeline's family. But I'm saying with huh. her supposed real parents. She can't get a birth certificate. Like, there's lots of different. That is that is yeah. suspicious. So I don't know. Very suspicious. But I feel like it's weird that people come. That people come forward claiming. I mean, there was three other people who've come forward. Because, like you said, they want attention. They want clout. They go, oh, I, and then they'll, they'll come up with some excuse. Well, I thought it was me because boom, boom, boom. They'll make up a story. Like I have vague memories or some bs yeah to be honest i think that it has to do with that eye thing like i think she thought oh my gosh i have an eye thing this little girl had an eye thing and then she starts asking questions and her parent you know Mm. but we won't know i'll I'll give you guys an update when i hear it's starting to pick up mainstream medium media is kind of starting to pick it up so i think they think like there might be some validity to it although to me it's weird because she's TMZ hasn't picked it up yet? Huh? TMZ hasn't picked it up yet? No, I don't think so. And she's known under a couple of different last names, which is weird. And I just think it's weird that she created an Instagram account that said, I am Madeline McCann. Yeah. You shouldn't say that until you know 100% it's you. That's a little strange. It's disrespectful to the family. Yeah, don't you think? Because now you're giving them super hope. I feel like I don't think they have hope. I think that they've probably given up after the three other times. So sad. They don't have closure, you know? That's sad. Somebody has to live with that guilt for the rest of their life. The mother, yeah, the father. Yeah, like I was thinking about that. Like, How do you go to bed at night and go to sleep when you're, you don't even know whatever happened to them? Oh, dude. You don't know if they suffered. You don't know if they're alive. Yes. Yeah, you don't know what they did. 
You don't know they've sexually abused them and then murdered them after. You don't know. You don't know. Ah, man, it's just the world is scary with kids these days. Do you feel like it's cra- not even these days, but because I, I feel like I remember I was always petrified of kidnappers. Do you remember the kidnapping and stuff in the 80s? Yes, it was on. I always just say I'm never going to end up on a milk box carton. Remember? There was a famous kid named Kevin Collins. How do I rem- how yeah, I remember that? But it was I remember Kevin they started putting on the on the, on the carton on the milk yeah. cartons. But like, <clears throat> is it less? Does it happen less, or does it talk about know, less? But there's some brave ass people that have kidnapped adults now. Like yeah. that woman jogger got kidnapped. The dude yeah. snatched her up. So even as an adult, don't don't under don't underestimate. You can't get snatched, especially you women. Be careful out there. There's some psychos out oh, there. I know, but Be I don't careful. know. I just why do I feel like. When we were in the 80s, there was always like famous missing persons cases. Yes. Is it because now with technology? Technology. Cameras they, everywhere. They catch. You could trace things. Yeah. You could you could see like, okay, let's just say someone gets abducted at a Target parking lot right here. So you, yeah. you're going to go back and look at the Target cameras. Then you're going to look at the cameras in the surrounding area to see yeah. if you see the same vehicle. You could almost travel with it. Yes. That's yeah. how Europe does it. That's They've been ahead of us. And, mm-hmm. and it's been a fight Americans haven't ha- wanted that here because they feel like evasion of privacy too much. No, but I feel like it's already there. All the traffic cameras. That's true. There's so they'll cameras be able, at every stoplight. So, so yeah, so they'll be able to go back and like track it and trace it and see what sections might, that car might have went through. Even if they get a description, they could just go back and trace it on the time and go slowly and review the yeah. tapes, the film. Yeah, maybe that's why. Maybe it's just technology has made it harder. It's camera phones. We have cell phones with cameras. We have tracking devices on our cell phones. Yeah. It's way harder. Yeah, a lot of kids have tracking. I yes. think I would have a tracking device on my on my child. Yes, I would and have the, a, like a cute piece of ha- jewelry or a watch band or something. It'd be sewn into their jacket and their shoes. Yeah, that's right. Something tag, so they won't know. So the captor person kidnapping, they already know to throw your phone away because it yeah. happened to that girl in Morgan Hill. Yeah, she got kidnapped. The dude threw her phone away, so they couldn't track. Yeah. So that being said, yeah, you gotta you gotta use yeah tracking AirPlay. Devices. I would have those Apple AirTags yes. on all my kids' yes. shit. Mm-hmm. In their shoes, they won't even know. Yeah, they won't even know. You don't tell them. I have it sewn into their clothes, anything. You won't, I would. They won't even know. Call me crazy, but I would totally so do that. Yeah. It's too it's too it's too dangerous. And and I hate to say this, but pedophilia is at all time high. It's out there and people are brave about it and it's scary. You know what I mean? Yeah. For parents. I, I feel I worry for parents like Yeah, it's keep scary. Your kids close to you, man. Because there's a lot of question everything. Yes. My dad was ahead of his time. Yes. He questioned don't everything. Don't leave your kids alone with everybody. no adults that you don't know or any adults you do know. Don't don't trust none of that. That's just my two cents. It's scary. You can't trust anyone. No, you can't. Um, Another hot coffee topic that I thought this was really interesting. Someone had a surgery and they they were actually was a a colonoscopy surgery. Oh, yeah. And um, they were put under. But before they were put under, they were recording the post-op instructions from the doctor. Mm -hmm. And then they wheeled him into the surgery room and he stopped. He didn't hit stop record. So when he went back to listen to his notes of post-op recovery he re- he realized that he recorded the whole procedure and the doctors and and the aides were talking shit literally talking shit about the the patient the entire surgery like mm. making fun of him wow and that's your worst nightmare because you're already listen you're you don't feel good when someone is like literally digging around your butthole dude but then to hear uh, them literally like talk making jokes yeah. Saying, ooh, like you might catch a disease now or, oh, I won't, you know, we won't, I won't touch you because you might catch syphilis from this guy. Like she literally, the doctor literally made comments like that, like so derogatory. Patient and they were making a, uh, fun of him, saying he was like a nightmare. And Uh-oh. They have a huge ooh, lawsuit. Ooh, let's just put say, it that way. Ooh, ooh. That dude might lose his license or something. I don't it was, know. It's a woman. Oh. It was a woman. Ooh. Oh, yeah. She's already been fired i believe and they don't know if she's still gonna be, be able to practice but dude it just makes you realize like really like that's the worst like that person might never feel comfortable going to a doctor again no because that is you're at your most vulnerable when you are sedated yep you need to trust who's with you when you're sedated yes facts but i think i wonder if this is gonna cause like a, a domino effect of people doing that like recording their procedure. Dude, that's smart though to see, you know, what is being said or done. You never know. Yeah. You know, it's kind of interesting. 
They're going to be super cautious from they're here on out, though. They're going to be super cautious. They're going to make sure there's no cell phones around or on. Or you can't bring it into the operating room. Yeah. I mean, I think they have to mind their P's and Q's a whole lot more. Like, even in, like, the hospitals. They should put cameras in there. And nursing. Because a lot of people record their interactions with nurses. Like, if they have a bad nurse or whatever, they'll just record. Like, you have to act, conduct yourself in such a way at all times as if you are being recorded. Yes. Because you never know who's who's listening and who is recording. Yeah. You have to think about that. Like, do you, and if you really have to always think that way, like, what are you doing wrong that you're having to keep yourself on, on track for? Right. Like, you know, you have to just assume you're being recorded at all times. Yeah. You got to be careful with the diary of the mouth. Yeah. When you get, like, if you're frustrated or something like that, mm-hmm, you might. Mm-hmm. Ver- yes. See, because it was maybe like, it's venting. It's venting. She was, they were venting, but in a very mean, unprofessional way. But I do remember that when I used to work in a call center many moons ago, the clients were at this call center. They were tough. It was clients. So it was like a payroll company and there were clients who used the payroll software. They were just rude a lot of the times and you had to like keep your composure, but it would help when you get off the phone to like vent with your coworkers. I bet. God, I, this client's such a fucking bitch. Listen, everybody vents about you clients know? and customers. Everybody's done it. Like but a, just got to be careful how you do it and who you're venting to. Yeah. You have That's to all. make sure. Like, you know, it doesn't, it's always going to be there. People are always going to vent. Yes. You know, but you have to be careful, and you, especially in the professional environment. Because mm-hmm. imagine if, like, I didn't hit the hang up the phone by accident and the client overheard me. Talk I'll lose shit. my job. Yes. But like it let it was a release. It made me feel good. What else could you do to feel good? If someone is like rude and just horrible to you, like who's to say if this patient wasn't like super rude or something yeah, and they were all yeah. irritated with this patient? Of course. You're and human. they let that get the best of them. Yeah. You have to learn how to control that, I guess. You but do. I can see how it can happen. So I can kind of see both sides. Yes. I've been there too. I'm sure I've talked smack about customers or clients when I was, you know. Personal yeah, like trainer, a, yeah. who knows? Like, oh man, this client's so irritating. Well, I had one client, not to get too off track. Dude, she would not shut up. That's, I think she hired me just to talk the whole workout, they the entire workout. They do do that though. You know what I mean? Yeah. She would. She just wanted to talk the whole time? Just shut up and train. Do barely, I know and barely wanted is? to lift any of the weights. Did I ever see this person? I don't think you did. Not that you would. But that's annoying. Like, okay, okay, stop talking. Get, 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 get to working out. Yeah. Yeah, shut up. If you're talking, you're not working hard enough. But you have to have that relationship with your with your. Sometimes you got to be a little bit of tough. Yeah, you have to be a love. little tough. You do. I'm a little tough sometimes. You it's sure? not all you... rainbows and butterflies. No. You know what I mean? Like, hey, listen, you want to get the results, you got to do the work. All right. Yeah, you see all these people with badass bodies, women and men, they put in the work. That's yeah. hard work. You know what I mean? And, and and where you build a hard body is in the kitchen, not in the gym. The gym's part of it, but it's really in the kitchen. That is so true. Yes. Actually, it's a perfect segue into my next topic, which is I want to talk about some common fat loss mistakes. Eating clean and eating for fat loss are the same thing. I get that a lot. I have someone say, well, I just started eating clean and working out, and I'm not seeing any results. I wonder what their definition of eating clean is. Yeah, I, it doesn't even matter what their definition of eating clean is. The, if you're if you are eating for fat loss, you have to control calories and eat adequate protein. Facts. So whatever your perception of eating clean is, hmm. unless it is done in unison with calorie control and protein consumption, it doesn't matter. You can eat. Chicken and broccoli till the cows come home. If you're eating too many calories worth of chicken and broccoli, you will still not lose weight. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why people don't want to understand that. They want to. They keep fighting the grain. Yeah. Calories in, calories out. People, explain to them, babe, what that means. Like you can't I beat mean, the law of thermodynamics. Yeah, like I just. There's obviously it's not just as simple as calories in, calories out, no. but that's very important, and it makes no. the most difference. It is very important. Yes. Um, another common mistake or mis, I, misstatement, I guess, is when people say, I'm in a calorie deficit, but I'm still unable to lose weight. That's an oxymoron. Oxymoron. You're actually, if you're in a calorie deficit, you're losing weight. If you are not, if you're in a calorie deficit and not losing weight, it actually means you're not in a calorie deficit. You're not. 
So not, you have to accept that. Yeah. What you think should be your calorie deficit, if that is not working, you are not, that is not what your calorie deficit should be. Could be two different things. Could be the calories you think you're consuming, you're actually consuming, consuming significantly higher. Mm-hmm. Or the numbers that you're using as your target, thinking that's your deficit, just truly isn't your deficit. Facts. They got it wrong. It's just that number is not right for you for various reasons. Maybe the calculator you got it from is just in, inaccurate or just maybe something that you've wor- done before that's worked before. It no longer works because things change. Yeah. When you age yes. with your activity levels. Acti- activity level is like the that. main thing. That activity changes. Activity level changes. That's Need the acti- most neat, important thing. Neat calories. Mm-hmm. Right. And the perception may be that, oh, my activity hasn't changed. I've always worked out four days a week. Okay, but that's your workout. How has your daily life changed? Yes, daily life. You know, a lot of people experience this because a lot of people went from working in the office to a hybrid work schedule now where they're working from home several days a week. And on those days, you're you're actually burning significantly less calories. Yes, you are. Because when you're in the office, you're moving. You're going from your cubicle, your desk to see your... You're driving, you're just driving, doing you're getting more. up, you're moving, mm-hmm. going to get your coffee, whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. you know, you're moving. When right. you're at home, you're kind of dormant. Even, just- a, even a, a change, if, and if you add all these changes, it makes a huge impact. But even a little change like maybe now you get your groceries delivered. You used to grocery shop yes. once a week. You would go to three different grocery stores and grocery shop, but now you get delivery. You've just changed the equation by maybe 300 calories. Yep. Without And that doesn't feel like anything different. No. So that calorie deficit that used to work for you, if it's not working and you're sure that you're actually calculating everything all the days, then it's just that that number is not your right number. Yeah. But if you're not really good about your tracking or you're not factoring in that you're having off-plan days, high-calorie days, mm-hmm. maybe that calorie deficit works, but you're just not adhering to it yeah so that's a really common thing i'm in a calorie deficit but but not but not losing you're actually not in a calorie deficit i want you to remember that better know what you're burning all right another one is not eating enough protein so a common fat loss mistake because you will lose muscle and not fat so if you're in a deficit and you're not eating enough protein you're gonna lose muscle I've actually had people tell me that when I go on a diet, I cut my protein because protein makes me gain weight and they cut the protein because their perception is that protein makes them gain weight, probably due to the fact that protein takes a little longer to digest. Yes. Um, so it makes you feel bigger. Maybe it impacts the scale a little bit. It yeah. could be that it makes you bloated because you don't digest it as easily. Protein is more difficult to digest. That being said, it also it also causes your, your body more energy to digest it, which is a good thing. Yes, that's, that's true. A lot of people effect, don't know that. Thermic effect of food. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you can help that process along with some digestive enzymes, but <clears throat> do not cut your protein. Never. You need more protein than ever when you're in a deficit. I actually aim for higher protein when I'm in a deficit to further protect me from muscle loss. Yes. I'm not just trying to get the scale to move. I'm trying to get my body to recomposition. If you're just trying to get the scale to move, you know, just don't drink water and then the scale will move. Then you'll be severely dehydrated. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But it's a big mistake that people make. Right. It's It's like almost like you can't build a house without the foundation. Right. You need the foundation. Guess what? Protein is the building block. It's the foundation. Mm-hmm. So remember that. Everything should be centered, your diet or however you're eating, around protein. Yes. Numero uno first. Very, protein. very important. And a lot of times when people have less calories to work with, especially if they're like flexible dieters, they'll have less calories to work with. So they'll eat a lot of like carbs and they'll waste their calories. They won't have enough calories left for their protein. That's a big mistake. So that's why with my clients, like protein and calories is very important. It's yeah. priority. It's all I track. I don't actually track my cal- my carbs and fats. I track my calories and make sure I hit my protein goal. The rest kind of falls into place. Falls into place. Um, another common one, I know you you know this as a personal trainer. 
someone says, I am not going to start exercising until I lose some weight. You know how many times I've heard that? That's a very common. So my rebuttal to that, what are you going to do to lose weight? And how many times have you tried to lose weight? And how has that worked out for you? Mm-hmm. Just saying, ask these questions. Mm-hmm. How many times you've done this already? Why is it that you think people do that? Though? Why do they think that they want to lose weight before they go to the or, gym? Or, or oh, I'm going to get in shape before I get a trainer is another one I see here. <laughs> yeah. Say what? If you're I not in shape it. now and you haven't done it by now on your own, what makes you think you're going to do it? And why would you need a trainer then at that point? Yes. If you were able to do it on your own. Exactly. It's the weird stuff people, mindset. The shit people, but it's common. That's why I want to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Because if you're listening, you're driving to work right now, you're listening to this, and this sounds like you, I'm not picking on you. I'm just saying. It's keeping it real. Don't don't convince yourself of this stuff. This stuff is, these are common mistakes, but Mm -hmm. stop doing it. Yes. Okay. Um, All right. Another one on the same exercise tip, lifting weights will make me bulky. So I want to work out, but I'm only going to do cardio. I've heard that too. Because I want to lose weight. And when I lift, I don't, I don't lose any weight because I get bulky and I gain weight on the scale. People also think that you can gain muscle so fast. (laughs) It's such a slow process. (sighs) Yeah. You know? It's it's, it's hard for men to put on muscle. Women is even harder. They got to work twice as hard damn near because you guys don't have the testosterone like we do. Yeah. So it's, it's harder. So Someone yeah, you're will, not going to get bulky. You're Don't not going to get bulky. I promise you. No. It is very difficult to get bulky. That's from you overeating. You will not get bulky by lifting weights. Nope. You are not Never. a power lifter. Yeah, exactly. You're not, not ingesting 10,000 calories a day to power lift heavy weights. You do want high muscle hypertrophy. Hyper, hypertrophy. Hypertrophy. Yes. I always yes. say that wrong. Hypertrophy. It's yeah. what you want. You know when people say like, I, I don't want to get, I don't want muscle, but I just want to be toned. That's another thing. There is no such thing. What do you thing. call that oxymoron? Do you know what a tone being yeah. toned Explain is? Explain to them because they think that- Toned just means that you are losing fat to reveal your muscle. Everybody has a muscle. So in the absence of the fat that's on your body, you would look toned. So if we took all you guys listen to this right now, put you in an auditorium, and me and my wife snapped our fingers and said, okay, ladies, you're going to be 15% body fat. Bam. Okay, man, you're going to be 8%. We snapped our yeah. fingers. Everybody would be shocked like- They'd be I, didn't, I look like this. Yes, because the body fat is off of your frame. So, so it's revealing all your true muscle. And everybody has muscle. Unless you're everybody. a jellyfish. Yes. You walk around, right? Yes. So you even mean, if you've never lifted a weight in your life. Doesn't matter. When you get lean enough, you will be toned. You will have muscle. Um, when I did my first ever bikini competition, I didn't have a lot of muscle on my frame. No, you didn't. But when I went through a 12-week prep and lost, got down, you know, into the teens and body fat, I looked toned, didn't I? Yes. And muscular. Crazy. Obviously, I was lifting it. I was putting on muscle at that time, but not a lot. I have a lot more muscle on my frame now oh, than yeah. I had then. Because you you've been building on it. Right. And that's why Compounding. I'm in the fat loss phase right now. I'm in this phase because I am trying to lose fat. Mm-hmm. retain muscle yes um and you know that's why yeah. that's why i'm doing what i'm doing but toning is actually it doesn't mean it doesn't really mean much no it's the same as cutting same as fat loss it's just another word it, yeah but people will say like i don't want to put on muscle i just want to tone it don't I'm like what exactly does that mean yeah do you, do you understand what that means like what are you asking for i don't think they know I think no. they're just spewing. They're just, they heard some stuff from some people, third-party information, and they run with it. That's yeah. a problem. There's too much fake bro signs. Don't listen to that crap, you guys. So another fat loss mistake is eliminating something entirely, like sugar. Like, don't think that you have to eliminate an entire something in order to lose weight. Because you will then, if you lose weight, by doing that type of thing, you actually are kind of like solidifying a disordered behavior towards that thing. Yeah, yeah. That's why a lot of people and so many people, more and more people day in and day out are coming off of keto and saying, okay, guys, they're putting their hand up saying, I admit, I'm finally ready to admit, like I messed up my relationship with food on keto. Not that it doesn't work physically because yeah, yeah, in you can lose weight if you eliminate carbs and all the calories from carbs. You don't replace those calories. You're going to lose weight. But you have to think about the 
the relationship that it creates, the the thing that you eliminated in order to get your results, you will then have an altered and a not a good relationship with that thing. And you will forever think that you need to avoid that thing in order to lose weight. So, so people coming off keto basically were terrified of carbs. Terrified. Damn. I deal with it all the time. I have tons of clients that are like carb phobic. Um, and we're working through it. And I've had some people like, we've really did a slow process, adding carbs back in, getting them comfortable. Mm -hmm. But you just have to remember. So like, let's not talk about carbs. Let's talk about sugar for a second. A lot of people say like, okay, I'm not going to eat any sugar. Then if you, yes, if you eat a lot of sugar and then you suddenly don't eat it and you don't replace those calories with something else, that in and of itself may create a deficit for you. But it may also create lack of control around sugar because eventually you are going to try to add it back in and you're not going to have control around yep. it and you or break you give in yeah. and you break or you will have just really disordered feelings towards sugar sugar's not the enemy sugar when fat when calories are controlled doesn't cause fat gain or weight gain at all none it does not and it's actually not the villain yeah. It's, you know, just like with anything else, it's excess. Excess that's the problem. Excess. When calories excess are controlled. anything is the problem. You can have anything. But just remember that because also, always remember this. And I know I say this a lot, but I really want to drill it home. The way in which you lose the weight is the way that you're going to have to be forever to maintain it. So if you lose the weight by eliminating sugar, it's going to be very difficult for you to live a life where you incorporate sugar back in in moderation and sustain your weight loss. Yeah. The demons will come back. You have to work through that. Now, I have Come back. Worked, They're always there. Yeah. I have worked with clients on that, like people maybe who've lost the weight with keto, uh-huh. but they wanted to factor carbs, carbs back in. Yes. That It's a slow process. It's mental. It's not the data. The, you know, if they switch back to eating carbs, it's fine. It's the mental mental. stuff that takes time Mm -hmm. to do it to where they don't gain their weight back. Yeah. I forgot how I introduced cars back in after I did I did macros. Huh? I did macros for you. Oh. And had you follow macros and that's what kept the weight off. Yeah. And you were able to eat carbs. You were so happy that you could eat carbs, but you were tracking macros. Yeah. If you you have to track the macros because then it's really easy to overeat carbs when you've been restricting them. Mm -hmm. Very, very easy. Um, okay, another common fat loss mistake is rewarding yourself for exercise with more calories. Oh, man. We've all done that. We're all guilty, mm-hmm. including me right here. I've oh, like, that. oh, I worked out today, so I'm going to have the- Super hard. I'm going to have dessert or whatever. Like, you will negate your workout and then, some, like, people will give themselves tenfold the credit <laughs> for their workout, right? They'll work out and burn 300 calories, and they'll go eat a thousand calorie reward. Yeah. Makes no sense. You huh? know what? I'm going to go ahead and have that cheesecake. I worked out today. No. Nah, how many how times have you caught yourself saying that? Well, you know what? Yeah, I'll have some. I worked out today. Yes. I'm guilty of it. Of course. Yeah. I'm but think I'm not about it. say I haven't done Tenfold. that. It, is a, it takes a lot of exercise to, to burn calories. I did hard leg training today. I'm going to smash a super burrito. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. Rewarding yourself for exercise with more <laughs> calories yeah, is nah, never nah, a good dumb. idea. That's very dumb. You, you reward yourself by eating clean, eating good, nutritious. You treat your body, your vessel, your vehicle with respect. Yes, exactly. All right. The last one I have. Starting an one? exercise routine without monitoring nutrition. Yeah. And let me tell you why this is a problem. And, and it'll lead, most likely will lead to you quitting that new routine, even though it's a really good thing. Mm-hmm. If you are using the mentality that, okay, I'm going to start working out. Those are calories I would not have burned. So now if, if I'm going to do these, you know, three workouts a week, 500 calories each workout, 15, that's 1500 calories that I normally wouldn't burn. So I'm not going to change my nutrition. I'm just going to start working out and that should help me lose a little weight because right? If you think about it, the math makes sense, right? If suddenly you're burning 1500 calories more than usual, wouldn't that lead to weight loss? Factually, yes. Yes. But if you are not actually monitoring your nutrition, you will eat more. 
Yep. Because you're burning more, you might be a little hungrier, might have a little more ghrelin, you're going to eat more. And if you're not monitoring it, you won't even realize it. Extra bites, extra this, extra that. Then factor that in with you're probably going to think you're doing so good, you're going to give yourself some of those exercise rewards we just talked about. Mm -hmm. So that coupled with just maybe being a little bit hungrier, very easy to negate what feels like a big deal. You are someone who got off the couch. You're now burning 1,500 calories at exercise. It feels like a big deal. You're going to feel like you should have results. After two, three, four weeks of doing that and you see no change, guess what's going to happen? You're going to quit because you're going to be like, this doesn't work for me. It feels really hard. I felt like I was doing such a great thing and I got no change. So why, why bother? I'm just going to go back to not working out. So much easier and it is what it is. just doesn't work and you'll quit. Yeah. Because the absence of results leads to the complete bottoming out of your motivation. Yeah. That's true. So you have to guarantee yourself results, especially in the beginning. You have to do enough to get results because that's the only thing that's going to keep you doing it long enough to create a habit and a routine out of it. Yeah. People need to stop looking for physical results. Like it's going to come. Why you work out, honestly, is, is, is for the mentals. The body will follow for the brain. But they have, but I mean, my advice is to do enough to get the results though, just because the way we're hardwired, because yeah. if you're not, I'd love I that. Mean, I mean, res- I think it's the best thing you could do head down, just do the work. Yes. The results will come. Yes. Unfortunately for the majority of people, that is not work. Yeah. No, you're right. Same thing. Why 90 something. They want to see the fruits. I want to say like 95, 96% of diet. It's a high number of diets or nutrition plans fail. Fail. Right. It's not that the plans fail. They always want to blame the plan or the trainer, the coach. It's the person that fails. Right. And you got to stare yourself in the mirror and hold yourself accountable. Don't blame the coach. Don't blame the trainer. If you're not having results, it's you. Right. And what you said, like, keep your head down, kind of like do it because you feel good. Yes. That's like the level we're at. Because we know what works. What I mean by that, though, too, let me let me keep going on that, is is when you're working out, also pay attention to how you're working out. As you form a technique proper, like learn about yourself, learn about your body, learn about your kinetic chain, how it properly works. Don't just yeah. throw weights around loosely and blindly. Well, and learn that a lot of times that takes professional help. Yes. Invest in yourselves. Yeah, it does. It takes professional help. You need to be corrected. You need mm-hmm. your... It's it takes time. Those those are things that take a lot of time. You have to know that it's a journey. Yes. But when you're first starting out, it's really important for you if you want results, do the things for sure that you know are going to get you the results. That'll at least keep you doing it long enough to where you can start to create these. Yes. These so it becomes routine. Like me and you, we get up, we right. know autopilot. Right. Get my coffee, took my shot, cold shower, I'm if, out to the if gym. If you don't do enough initially, <clears throat> then you're gonna fall off. I see. I mean, I see it all the time. I see it all the time, and I have to. I ask myself, what's causing it? Why are they falling off? Because when you are not doing enough, and then you don't get the results, the perception is that you're working harder than you are. People seem to believe that. Yeah. Like they really think they're working harder than they are. But if you're not getting the results, then you're not working hard enough. Facts. And that's just the truth. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I see? I see people do a set, stare at their phone. Do another set, stare at their phone. So people, I'm a, I've been a, I was in the gym two hours. Okay. How, how, if you were there two hours, how many, t- how many of that was spent on your phone and how many yeah. of, of that was spent actually working out? Yeah, it's a big exactly. difference. It's perception. Perception yes. is a, it's the you could think, be the root of all evil. You think you're there two hours, you burnt a thousand calories. You know how hard it is to burn a thousand. I do. I, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, I don't burn a lot. Like my Orange Theory workout, three hundred. I probably do in my Muay Thai back class, probably like six, seven hundred. And I'm going hard. I'm drenched. Yeah. My shirt's wet. Yeah. Sweat's coming off my thighs That's and That's another shins. common mistake, actually. We'll add that to that. People think they're burning a lot more calories than they are during exercise. You're they're really not. So, no, they're so uh, misinformed or just don't know. They're mis-ed- uneducated, but they're off. Their numbers are way off. Way off. I used so, to think that, too. Like, oh, I'm burning 1,000 calories in an hour of back yeah, class. you don't. That's super hard to do. And then if you think you are, then again, back to the rewards, right? Then you're going to eat way more because you think, oh, my God, I just did this hit workout at Orange Theory. 
I must have burned 800 calories. No, you get didn't. an Apple Watch, people, or, or, or something. Not Apple Watch. You could get a Fitbit or a tracker and then see before you work out how many calories you have and then see after. Yeah, then the Apple know. Watch is pretty accurate. It I is. I have to say. I like it. It's very conservative, which I like. Yes. I don't like to see those elevated numbers, so I know they're not true. They're not fluffing it. Apple Watch is pretty accurate, I have to say. But again, don't fixate on that because you're not doing anything with that number. I think that's important. Don't change your eating or anything based on that number. Like, oh, well, shoot, I burned 700 today, only 500 yesterday. So, you know, that gives me a little license to eat an additional 200 calories. Just don't do that. Don't. It's not a good habit to do that. Mm-mm. It's not going to help you get results any faster. I do not recommend it. I've got better over the years. <laughs> I'm not rewarding myself with food. Oh, I did a hard workout, two hours. You used to do that a lot. I'm going to go through the fast food. I earned it. That's dumb. You used no, to reward I, yourself yes, with burritos yes, quite, guilty. quite frequently. I'm glad I turned it around. And you helped me. <laughs> like, know. if you didn't help me, I, I could have been on the other side. I yeah. could have been an obese dude. I was there, too. Yeah, you were like... I was tipping the scales. Tip- I, was, I was heading to 300. Yeah. That's scary when you get to that level. That's scary. To come back from. I was getting close. Yeah, but two, you know... 255 or so, I think I got up to. Yeah. Ugh. It was a ooh. lot. On when a five nine, pictures, on, a, on, on barely touching five nine on my frame, like oof, yeah. No bueno. When I look at pictures and I see, you used to sweat a lot, sleep a lot. One day you have to blast me, post it up to show people. They're gonna blow. Like, oh, that's your husband. Before. I'm saying I look good now, but man, I had a gut and. That Not even that. It's just your your overall. Face. Yeah. Your overall. Remember? wellness was it was horrible terrible energy levels was low you were always sleeping i would take an i'd eat and take a nap always sleeping sweating and sweating. snoring and everything horrible yeah none of the above anymore no there you go it just people. goes See? to show you none of that and i have high blood pressure in my family if i didn't turn it around i, I probably wouldn't be here and i'll probably have a stroke because stroke runs high in my family it took yeah. out my cousin at 40 mm-hmm. it almost took out my father in his 50s so yeah you have to i got careful. that little devil inside me coming after me For too sure you gotta be careful so i gotta be a beast in the gym and how and watch how i eat and make sure i do everything proper to keep that away yeah. from getting me you're doing the best you can yes. what's in your control yes. which is what everybody should be doing mm-hmm all right, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you so much for everyone that has been leaving us reviews. Thank we you. really appreciate it. Yes. Um, if you have not and you are listening to this podcast, please head over to Apple Podcasts, tap on that five stars, leave us a review. It really does help. And yeah, we just want to thank you because things are a, things are on the up and up over here. Yeah our, yeah. our statistics, our downloads are going up every single week. Thank and you, guys. We're so appreciative. It has Trust to be me. you guys sharing it. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you so much. It. We love you guys. See you on the next one. See ya.